Welcome to the Spirited Leaders Podcast. Here we dive into all things leadership, spirituality, business, mindset, wealth, and energy to inspire and empower you to make the impact you're here for while loving your life. I am your host, Rachel White, coach, speaker, published author, and the creator of the Spirited Leaders brand, including this podcast and our magazine. Thank you so much for being here. Enjoy this episode. Welcome back, everyone, for another episode of the Spirited Leaders podcast. I have Taylor Eden with me. Welcome, Taylor. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm so excited to talk to you. So Taylor is a money mindset and human design expert, and she coaches online entrepreneurs to use their design in their business so they can run their business in a way that feels good to them and scales them to consistent five-figure months. That is super exciting. So let's just start with anyone that is brand new that has never heard the word human design before. What is it? (laughs) So human design, it's, it's, First of all, I always like to say when I'm explaining what human design is to people, I like to explain it as it's a tool. It's a, it's a system. It's a philosophy. It's, you know, something that you'll hear a lot of people say, oh, it's backed in science, blah, blah, blah. Not really. You know, it's, it's something that, you know, it, has, it draws on a lot of spiritual elements. It draws on a lot of kind of more woo-woo principles. And a lot of that is very valuable. But the first thing before I kind of explain what human design is, I'll say it's really meant to be something to help you give yourself permission to be all of you and give yourself permission to do life, to do business, to do money, relationship, whatever it is, in a way that feels good to you and really a way for you to introspect and get to know yourself. And so the way that this works is human design is based off of the exact moment of your birth. So the exact minute of your birth time. Um, And it's related to, you know, where all the planets and stars were in the sky the moment you were born and it's tied into astrology it's tied into I Ching it's tied tied into Kabbalah it's tied into the chakra system so it's kind of this amalgamation of four or five different big spiritual principles from all different kind of parts of the world and it's all put together in this way that I found tends to be pretty accurate for people but it's it's just again it's it's a tool that I love to use with my clients to really uncover you know where we've been limiting ourselves and really giving into those kind of pressures, not just in online business, but also just in society, right? Of, oh, well, I have to do this to make money, or I have to post this many times a day to have a successful business, or, you know, all these rules and limitations we've given ourselves, which really are just arbitrary and often make us feel a lot of pressure, make us feel burnt out, you know, like just don't really light us up. And for me, the biggest gift of human design is really being able to use it to liberate yourself from a lot of that and really start to trust yourself and to know yourself better and give yourself that full permission to be all of you. Yeah, I love that so much. And for anyone listening, thinking, oh, I wonder what my human design is, you can just like Google human design chart, put in your details. And yeah, just seeing like what type you are and everything else might help um, while listening to this episode if you've never yeah don't even know absolutely yeah just google it and just say free human design chart and there's like three different websites that'll come up immediately that you can enter in your birth info and then bam there's your chart and it'll tell you which energy type you are which we'll be getting into here yeah um so before we get into like all the different energy types and and all of that do you want to talk just a little bit about your personal journey how were you introduced to human design what were you doing before that um yeah just give us your short backstory. (laughs) Yeah. So I got into the online entrepreneurial space a little over two years ago and I started out as a virtual assistant to coaches and I saw what they were doing and 
I loved the impact they were having. And I, you know, it's like, you know what, I want to be a coach. I want to learn how to do this. I got into coaching. I started with coaching people just generally around mindset. And I kind of ran across a couple different coaches randomly that I didn't work with a lot, but one or two of them I'd have like these consultation calls to be like, have you heard of human design? I was like, no, what is this? And I just, you know, and it was something. And then even my first coach that I hired, my first business coach was telling me, you know, like about it and telling me she was getting into it. And it was just something I kept hearing about. And it's definitely something that's gained a lot of popularity in the last year or two. And so I started kind of diving into it and exploring it a little bit because for me, I'm my energy type is a projector and it just explained a lot to me as to why the first six months I was in my business or so nothing was gaining traction. And I just was like, I'm doing all the quote unquote things right and not seeing the results. Why isn't it working for me? And then, you know, later on found out I was doing, you know, running my business, like let's say a generator was designed to run their business or, you know, which means working way more hours than I'm really energetically capable of working. So once I kind of found this out and realized, oh, I need to actually be working less, but doing other things with my time that are equally important and started balancing my own energy and started having more energy and more confidence in the way I was showing up and making my own rules for business, my business started to skyrocket. And when I really leaned into my design and really went all in, was like, you know what, this has worked for me on this little bit. I'm going to go real all in and learn more and more about it. I just like my business exploded and I went from 2k months to 20k months overnight and it was just like oh my god this this makes so much more sense and business is so much more fun now and so at that point I was already business coaching and so you know or like shortly after that and so I started transitioning the human design into it as well and got certified as a human design reader last year and just um have been using it with my clients and myself and just seen amazing results so that's that's the long and short of it, really. It was just, yeah. you know, it kind of fell in my lap and then I slowly fell in love with it over a longer period of time. Yeah, so amazing. Like the, the part I love is 2K to 20K months overnight in a way that feels fun as well. Like, yeah, amazing. Yeah. Do you want to, okay, do you want to give a little summary on the different types and just like a, the short and sweet description of what the different types are? Yeah, yeah, and I know. Dive into, but just um, there's yeah. yeah, and that's the thing. It's so complex, and there's always so much info out there around human design. And I will say, whatever I say, whatever anyone else says around human design, as you're as any of you are diving into it, is never let any of it be a limitation for you. A lot of people like to take it and turn it into dogma. That's very limiting. Of like, oh, you're a projector, so you can't work more than three hours a day. You know, it's just like these, are, and it's like that's not. It's all meant to give you more of a permission to be you right and not be used as these hard and fast rules so if something really doesn't resonate with you or doesn't feel good with you even though I'm saying it's part of your energy type take what works and leave what doesn't right like let's not use any of these tools to limit ourselves so um yeah so we can absolutely go through each of the types and then you know I know we wanted to talk a little bit about money as well so I can weave that in a little bit or we can go through that afterwards it's totally um, up yeah, to let's, you, let's do it at the same time so yeah. you okay. the type and how money yeah so the really cool thing about human design and money is that when I first started getting into human design, I, I was out there and I was, you know, because I was in business, I was like, okay, I know that this helps me have better energy and it helps me have more confidence, but how can I actually use this to help myself make more money in my business? And there aren't a lot of resources out there on money and human design. And realistically, it's because when you get down to it, money is just energy. It's a representation of you know, an energetic exchange of labor exchanged or skills or value exchanged, right? Or time exchanged. And so it's really just a representation of energy. So when you think about it, a lot of the principles of human design apply to money, but we as a society have a lot of blocks around money. And so what I've started doing with my work is actually really interpreting and taking human design 
and using the concepts of it and the teachings of it to actually apply to clearing and shifting your money blocks and really learning how you're designed to interact with money. Because the whole thing about human design is it's all about the way you are designed specifically to exchange energy with the world, to engage with other people, to get what you want, right? And so really a lot of this all comes from the basic teachings of human design, but I've done so much work of diving into the really nitty gritty of it and then coming out with like, here's how you can use this for your money blocks and to bust past all those limiting beliefs, right? Mm -hmm. So what I'll do is as we go through these, I'll kind of talk a little bit about each energy type, give a super quick summary, and then I'm going to give you just kind of like a really simple, really basic almost formula for each type for kind of money and what, what, you know, how you're best designed to kind of get to the money you desire. So the first type we have, and I know this is, you said you're a manifester, right? So manifestors are a little bit rare. They're about, I think about 11% of the population. And so manifestors are kind of these amazing, just kind of powerhouses who are here to start things. They're here to put things into motion. So you really are here to initiate things. And that means that you kind of have this direct line to the universe. You're probably constantly getting ideas and inspiration. And some of them are for you to carry out. Some of them are not for you to carry out and just to hand off to others or to completely set aside. But, you know, a lot of manifestors are very inspired. And because of that, they have a lot of just spontaneity and they kind of want to do what they want to do when they want to do it. And they hate feeling boxed, feeling boxed in. And so manifestors really the idea is that your whole way you navigate through the world is you're supposed to be informing. You're supposed to be, that's the strategy. You're supposed to be kind of telling the people around you what you're going to do, not looking for permission, because you're here again to put everything in motion for the rest of us, but you're more just meant to be like, hey, I'm going in this direction. I wanted to let you know, so you're in the loop. All right, I'm going, right? And so you're just kind of giving people a chance to get on board with your energy to keep them in the loop, because you really kind of move faster because you kind of start everything. And so how this plays into money is I usually say with manifestors, what you want to be doing is when you receive inspiration, especially if you're an entrepreneur or if you have an idea for, oh, I want to go apply for this new job or I want to launch this new business or I want to put out this new program or offer, receive the inspiration, really feel into if you want to act on it or not. And there's ways within human design that go more in depth of how you kind of make that decision. But then if it really feels like to you, this is a soul desire, go and inform the people around you or the people who would be affected by this decision, right? So if you have a spouse and you're like, I'm going to leave my job and go do this other thing, tell them before you do it. You're not necessarily looking for the permission, but you're letting them know because it's going to affect them, right? Mm -hmm. And it's the same thing with if you're an entrepreneur and you have an audience, tell your audience you're going to be launching something next week before it even launches. Tease it a little bit and give them the chance to kind of get excited for it and get on board. And you're, again, you're not looking for market research. You're not looking for permission from your audience. You're just going, hey, this is what I'm going to be doing. Who wants to jump on board, right? And then go do the thing. And that's kind of how you're designed to move through life, but also especially with money is not waiting for that permission, not waiting or depending on others to give you that green light to go make money the way you want to make it or pursue money the way you want to pursue it. So, mm. yeah. Does that, does any of that resonate with you? Cause I know you're a manifester. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. So much of that resonates. Like I yeah. always do feel like I have a just constant stream of ideas and mm -hmm. like I resonate so much with the, like I, I get an idea and I want to do it when I want to do it, how I want to do mm -hmm. it. And yeah, like I, yeah. I do inform, but I'm never looking for permission. It's like, if I want to do something, I already know I'm going to do it. See? Right. Exactly. And that's, that's exactly how you're supposed to be living your design. Exactly. It's just like you, because you really, you get that inspiration. You're, you're there to set everything in motion for all of the rest of us energy types. Because the rest of us, we might get inspired, inspired ideas. We might start things. But really, the real momentum that gets going, the real movements that get going in the world, it comes mostly from manifestors, right? And other people can be key players in that, other energy types. But you're the ones who set it in motion. So it's just about 
knowing that you're kind of out ahead of in front of everyone else with your inspiration and giving them a chance to catch up. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Um, so then we have generators, which roughly is about 35% of the world. And so generators are, they kind of have this reputation because we have a lot of generators, but there's this reputation, this dogma that says that they're the kind of the workhorses. They're the, you know, they're the builders that because generators, you have so much energy when you are doing something that lights you up. That's the big caveat. So if you're listening to this and you're like, I'm a generator, but I feel exhausted all the time. I don't have energy. It's probably because you're not doing what lights you up. And really this is the key thing for generators. And I know this because I grew up with two generator parents. My husband's a generator. And really, if you're doing what lights you up, you can go for hours. And you are here not just to build things and to carry out, you know, manifestors' visions for things and actually do the work, but you're really here more to lift other people up and you have this sense of it. And where this kind of comes into play with generators and money is that oftentimes in life, and especially with money, you feel like you have to do things a certain way as a generator. You're very pressured to do things a very way because you want to people please. You want to make other people happy. And that's because that's why you're here. You're here to lift other people up. But what you what we miss, what our society doesn't teach us is that especially as a generator, what is going to allow you to really lift other people up is by doing what lights you up first. Because when you do that, you create all this gorgeous extra energy that keeps fueling you to keep going and producing and creating. And then also in, like the rest of us can kind of pick up on it and we're just so magnetized to it. And honestly, when my generator husband is doing something he loves, you know, in the same room as me or like downstairs, I can feel energy and I'm just, I can go and go and go and keep working all day, which is not my normal design type, right? And it's just like, we all kind of like tap into that. And so the best way as a generator for you to not only lift other people up, but also to reach the, the stuff you desire in life, the money, all of that, is by doing what lights you up. So as a generator, your response, your, your strategy is to wait to respond to things. So the world is constantly coming in with, you know, here's a commercial, here's a Facebook post from somebody, here's somebody walking down the street, there's a cat crossing your path, right? There's all these things that are constantly coming to you. And those things are the things that are going to kind of inspire things in you. And it's when you know you're meant to really go after something is when you get that gut feeling, that full body, like hell yes feeling, like just this excited feeling. And for generators who are listening, you kind of know that difference of like when something feels really good and exciting and when to know something just feels kind of like black. And for you, it's kind of black and white. Does this feel good? Does it not? And so when it comes to making money, I always tell generators, you have some of the simplest strategy and it really is just when you get a gut level excited response to something, like something, someone posts something online and you go, I could put out an offer around that. Or you see a job post and you're like, oh my God, that's my dream job. And you get so excited by it, then go do it. Like that's, that's all you're waiting for. But don't act if you're not excited, right? But it gets to be that simple for generators. But so many people overthink it and think it can't be that simple. But for you, really, that's how you're designed to, to move through life and honestly to get to the money you desire. So yeah, that's, I love my generator family and husband and everything. And I just look at them and I'm like, I wish, I wish I was a generator because it's so simple. And the, but it's, I see all my generator clients being like, it can't be that easy. I'm like, it really can. It really can. Yeah. yeah. And I, like, I think something I want to point out is that like, if, if anyone is listening and thinks, oh, like, I wish I was something different than I was that like our, we're born with our design for a reason and mm -hmm. we're perfect as we are and like I used to think I really just want to be a projector because they just attract <laughs> everything to them <laughs> but that's I, I'm a cool. projector and we'll get to that in a minute because that has its own pros and cons but you're no you're so right every every design and I do hear that a lot is being like oh I don't want to be generated it's so common or people being like I don't want to be a projector because then I got to wait for things you know it's just like really at the end of the day they all have their pros and cons they all have their superpowers and kind of things that you have to overcome and learn to really grow through in this lifetime. And 
it's just about embracing who you are, right? And it's not, none of this is like, oh, one type is better than the other. One type is designed to be wealthier than the other. It's none of that. It's, there's none of those limitations. It's all about, again, just acknowledging who you are and what works for you and not feeling like you need to give in to what everyone else is doing just to be successful. Yes, definitely. Absolutely. What's the next type? So next we have manifesting generators, which is a hybrid type of the manifester and the generator that we already covered. So the manifesting generator, you're very on the most, for the most part, very similar to generators, but you do have a little bit of that manifester energy in you. So that manifester energy in you brings in a level of that spontaneity that most that pure manifestors have. And so for you, what this looks like is you still have to wait. That's still your your strategy is to respond, right? To wait for things like life to bring you things, whether that's someone asking you to do something or, you know, an, a job offer or a job posting that you see and get excited by whatever it is, you still have to kind of wait for something to come and give you that response in your gut, right? Of like, oh yes, that's right. That's the response you're waiting for. A lot of people think it's like, oh, I have to wait for someone to ask me to do something. And then I respond to it. It's like, no, no, no. You're waiting for a physical, like visceral gut level response from yourself. And then you act on that. But the big thing here is to understand that as a manifesting generator, you're going to, because you have that spontaneity, you're going to be multi-passionate. Just almost every manifesting generator or MG, as I call them, that I know, and I attract mostly MG clients, is you are so spontaneous and you want to jump from thing to thing to thing. And the thing is, you're really, you have so much energy and you're so superhuman, but you have to understand that some things are going to be for you to fully pursue and some things are going to be like something you kind of do for a week and then jump on to the next thing. And that's okay. And there's nothing wrong with that. And oftentimes, manifesting generators, you kind of have this, you know, idea that people have called you flaky your whole life, or you've been called, you know, like, why can't you just pick a lane? Or why are you so inconsistent? Or, you know, that's kind of this common conditioning that MGs tend to have. But MGs make up, again, about 30 to 35% of the population. So it really is like between generators and MGs, you're, you make up so much of the world. And a lot of the conditioning in the world is to your benefit. But this fact that you are jumping from thing to thing really ruffles a lot of people's feathers, but that's kind of what you're here to teach the rest of us is that it's okay, multi-passionate. It's okay to be non-linear, right? And the really the super MG is that when you allow yourself to jump from the thing that lights you up to the next thing that lights you up to the next thing that lights you up without judging yourself or telling yourself you shouldn't or limiting yourself, you're going to find a lesson or an opportunity in each of those things. You're being led there for a reason. There's a reason it's exciting you. And it's the universe kind of pushing you towards those things that are meant for you. And it's going to get you to where you want to go if you trust it, but it's not going to look linear like all the energy types. So it's not like going point A to B to C. It's like going from F to L to A, you know, and it's like you kind of jump around until you get to where you want. And that's okay. And you're really here to teach the rest of us that it's okay to do things out of order sometimes. It's okay to move quickly through things sometimes, right? So again, where this comes into how you really relate this to money is understanding that oftentimes MGs are going to feel a little bit kind of pressured again, like generators, but also kind of boxed in like manifestors. And so you kind of have to kind of watch for those things and really give yourself permission to, again, when you get excited by something, give yourself permission to act on it. But the caveat for MGs instead of pure generators is take a second, take a couple days, take a week on bigger decisions to then come back and double check with yourself and say, am I still excited by this thing? Yes or no? Because you'll find that at least probably half the things that you thought you in the moment, you're like, this is the thing. This is the job I want to pursue. This is the career I want to pursue. This is the business I want to start. You'll realize in about a week or so or a couple of days, you'll be like, actually, it doesn't sound good anymore. Right. But if in the moment you've gone and bought the domain name or in the moment you, you know, like gone and like quit your current job and it's just like, then you might have that regret a couple of days later or a week later. 
And so you really have to understand that because you're pulled in so many different directions and some of them are more long-term than others, giving yourself that chance for those bigger decisions, especially around finances and money, to double check with yourself and see if it still excites you a couple days or a week or so later, and then make your final decision based on that, right? And then, and then go after it if it still excites you, right? And so for MGs, it's just like an extra little step but the trade-off is that you're going to live such a, a more rounded life and a more full life, and you're going to get to really just experience so many different things and so many flavors. And so that's the big thing to remember. Because again, like you said, none of these types are better than the other. It's just about recognizing the different strengths that each type has, right? Mm. Yeah. Yes. Amazing. Yeah. So next we have projectors, which I am a projector. Um, so projectors... We are, same as manifestors, and also we'll talk about reflectors, but non-energy types, meaning we don't have that defined sacral center that generators and MGs have, which is a big motor center, which gives them all that energy to keep doing what they love all day long. And so for projectors, the big joke you'll always hear is like projectors need to be sleeping all the time. And it's kind of true because really projectors, I can say from experience, we really cap out at like two to three hours of like intense work each day. And then it's kind of like, I'm done. And so for projectors, what the thing is here is that the reason why you don't need to work all day long and you're not designed to work all day long is because you're actually meant to be a guide. You're really here to guide others. You see things differently than other people do. You actually see other people more clearly than they see themselves. That's kind of a projector superpower is being able to read other people really well, kind of intuitively knowing what someone is really about or where they're kind of messing things up. We're really good with efficiency, with like kind of streamlining things. And we just see things a different way. And so what we're here to do is really to guide other people to help, you know, the generators and manifesting generators and the reflectors and the manifestors to kind of like navigate their different, you know, lives and the different paths they're on. And so for us, we're not meant to be working all day because we're instead meant to be kind of looking and then sharing our wisdom. But the big important thing is as a projector to realize is that you have to, in order to, for someone to receive your wisdom, in order for someone to actually hear what you have to say that you know is the right answer, because you can see where people are going, you can see patterns, you can see people so clearly, you have to allow people to come and invite you in to share your wisdom with them. Because as a projector, I know this is true for me, growing up before I knew what a projector was and before I knew how to keep my big mouth shut, I would see someone making a mistake and go, that's wrong, and then tell them, and then they would be like, shut up, don't, and they'd like get all mad about it and wouldn't listen to me, and then it would go, it would go exactly how I thought it would, and they still, and I was like, see, I told you so, and that's kind of the projector, like, told you so, and it's, you know, you really have to understand that for people to actually be able to receive your wisdom, they have to want to receive it, and so for projectors, where this really comes in with especially matters of money is you have to understand that in order for people to be able to sense that you have wisdom to give, you have to do a couple things. You have to first self-validate yourself. Like you cannot wait for the money, especially, or the people or the success to come in before you feel worthy of the money. You have to feel worthy of it first. And you do that by kind of paying attention to what am I good at? What am I gifted at? What about me is so valuable? Because you all have your own valuable things and skills. And really building yourself up in your own head around it. And then when from that space, go learn about your zones of genius. Each projector has kind of different things that we're really good at. Some people are really good at coding. Some people are really good at caretaking, right? Like go learn about it. Go read about it. You're kind of an ever, like an, an eternal student is what I call it. And so go read about it, hone your skills a little bit, feel even more confident in your value and in your wisdom. And then from that place, go share it publicly, meaning go write a Facebook post or go, you know, give a speech somewhere or whatever it is and go talk about these things that you love to do 
and just kind of showcase it without pushing it on any one particular person. And then I'll, and then sit back and go back and keep doing more self-validation and more home, like more learning and more sharing. And then the invitations will start to roll in. Right. And people will start to see those things you're sharing and go, Ooh, they have something to share. And Ooh, they're so confident. I bet they could help me with this thing, or I bet they have something to share with me. And so then, and then they start to issue invitations, which are things like, Hey, can you tell me more about this thing? Or, Hey, would you like to speak at this event? Or would you like to work for me? Or, you know, like there's different things and they can kind of come in. And mm -hmm. it's the same thing in business. If you're an entrepreneur, it's just as a projector, share your knowledge, share, give away some free value. And then at the end, put a call to action and say, if you're interested, send me a DM or click this webpage. So you're never cold messaging. You're never, you know, like directly pushing on anybody, but you're allowing the money to flow. You're keeping the gates open for it but you're doing it in a way that the right people who actually are going to be able to receive your gifts that they're paying you for are actually going to show up and be able to recognize that you have that to share with them. So that's kind of the big thing for projectors. And so like you were saying, I know a lot of, some people are like, I wish I was a projector. I feel like I'm more like a projector. And it's like, I'll tell you when I first found out as a projector, the first thing that went through my mind was, thank God I don't have to work eight hours a day. And then the second response was immediate disappointment going, I have to wait for people to want to work with me. Like, I can't just like, I can't just go out and make it happen. And for a long time, it took a lot of learning and deconditioning to really realize how much of a superpower that is to allow things to come to me. But the patience part of it, I had like zero patience at first. And it's like, cause I can see all like the manifestors and the MGs out there, like just sliding into people's DMs and making all these sales. And then when my coach was like, go slide into the DMs, I'd slide into DMs and like, people are like, what are you doing? Get out of here. I don't want what you're selling. And I was like, no, but it's like, now I know I'm not designed to do that. Right. So it's just very interesting. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I think that like sometimes we can be so conditioned to think that some way is like better, like we need to cold message people or we need to mm -hmm. do this or do this. And you, like you've touched on this already a little bit, but like all our strategies and designs are are perfect and there's there isn't one strategy that is perfect for all designs in life or business right. or anything else. And even yeah individual people within designs like yeah I think um yeah we can use what what we align with in our design yeah. to create the life that we really want to live yeah exactly and that's and that's exactly what I love helping my clients with too is it's just like you know usually the people who come to me are like I've been told I have to do business this way and I hate doing it and do I have to keep doing it and how do I make it work and I feel like if that's what takes to be successful I don't have it in me and I'm like whoa 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 whoa, whoa slow down you've just been taught to operate like a generator when you're a manifester. Like let's, it's okay. We just have to tweak your business strategy. We have to tweak the way you approach it. And really, like you said, drop those stories of if you're not doing it this one way, then you're not going to be successful. Cause that's just not true. Those are just arbitrary rules that one person made up and we all latched onto. So that's, yeah, it's really a, a kind of beautiful process of deconditioning that. But yeah. Um, so the last type we have is reflectors. So reflectors are really rare. They're about 1% of the population. Um, and reflectors, the big difference is that they don't have any of their, what we call energy centers, those shapes, those big shapes on the chart, on your human design chart. They don't have any of them colored in, meaning they don't have any definition there or they don't have that consistent energy there. And each of those energy centers rules different parts of our energy. And so since they don't have any of that own consistent energy of their own, they really are here to be a mirror for the rest of us. So they can really take in other people's energy and kind of reflect it out and like mirror it back to people and amplify it back out. And it's really meant to show the world, like, here's what you're doing, right? Here's what you're doing wrong. Here's how you're kind of doing, you know, like, and just kind of reflecting it back to the rest of us. And reflectors are so cool because they really are such chameleons. Like from day to day, they change. Even their own perception of themselves changes because 
the, all the other energy types are really ruled by the sun and the reflectors ruled more by the moon. And so this is why the reflector strategy for big life decisions and especially big money decisions is around waiting 28 days or one lunar cycle. Because what happens is the moon continues to shift throughout the month. And so different parts of them kind of engage with the moon and the way that's moving around rather than, you know, the sun only goes around the earth once a year. And so all of us kind of have like these year long chapters in our lives. Whereas reflectors have kind of these monthly chapters from start to finish where they kind of have these cycles. And a lot of people, well, not a lot. I know a handful of reflectors because they're so rare that I've worked with or done readings for, but they'll often say, oh my gosh, I hate being a reflector because I have to wait so long to make decisions. Whereas other types can just get excited in the moment and then go after it, right? And I said, but really, when you think about it, you have way more of a, like kind of these chapters in your life with you have 12 chapters in a year. So 12 or 13, right? Of all these moon cycles. Whereas the rest of us have like a year long chapter and we kind of are going through these longer haul games, but you get to just shift so quickly. And so the way I like to phrase it is for reflectors, make sure you're waiting up to 28 days to make a decision, right? Wait until you kind of feel like you have enough pieces of the puzzle to act and you've seen it from a couple different perspectives to act as you shift throughout the month. But the way that this really relates to money is that reflectors are so, just so susceptible to their environment because they are so open, because they don't have energy of others, of their own, right? Of a lot of their energy of their own. So they're taking in other people's energy. This makes them super powerful, but it also means that if you're in a reflector and you're in an environment that feels really low vibe to you, or that just feels so limiting or with around people that have a horrible mindset around money and are just always complaining about being broke, then you're going to be taking that in and it's going to be hard not to identify it with, identify with it over the long term, right? So it really is for you as a reflector, learning to surround yourself with people in environments that feel expansive and especially that feel really abundant, right? And this is where it comes in with money. And then really when you have something that kind of feels inspired, that feels exciting to you, that feels aligned, whatever it is, give yourself time to see how you can look at it from different perspectives throughout the month, right? And if you only have a couple of weeks, to, like a week to make a decision, see at least within that week how you shift and how your perspective shifts on it, right? But make sure when you're making these decisions around, do I want to start that business? Do I want to partner with that other person? Because for reflectors, partnering with people in business is really powerful because you amplify them. But again, you have to make sure it's energy you want to be amplifying. So people that you really enjoy being around, right? Because you don't want to be amplifying someone's energy that doesn't feel good. So it's just like really being very conscious of how do I feel around certain people? How do I feel in certain environments? Do I feel abundant? Do I feel expansive in these environments? Do they, these environments feel uplifting? Do they feel like that next level version of me who has a bunch of money and is already wealthy? Does it feel kind of aligned with all that? And then if so, then that's the right place to be in and that's the right place to be making those decisions from. So mm. that's kind of the, the summary for that. So yeah. Yeah. Very quick rundown of them all. <laughs> Definitely. And I think that like for, especially for everyone that's really new to human design, starting with the type, um, like the energy type is probably like the best place to start. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I know that there's like, there's so many different elements, like the profiles and all the energy centers and like channels and, and all that stuff. Um, is there any particular type within like the profiles or energy centers or anything that like specifically relates to money or is it mostly the like the main type so there's first of all it's really with with human design it's all about when you learn to use especially your type and then your authority which we didn't cover but it's all the way you you specifically are made to make decisions and within each type there's usually a couple different types of authorities you can have so different ways that you kind of make the best decision for you and you know what the right action is 
But when you master those two things, your authority and your, and your type, everything else, like 90% of everything else just kind of starts to click into your place, but it takes so much work and so much deconditioning and so much, you know, trusting in yourself to really actually live your design in those ways properly. But when you start getting into more of the nitty gritty of it, where we, the biggest place we start to see money, it's in a couple of different places in charts, but the main place that I tend to look at is the heart center, or they also call it the ego center sometimes, but the heart center is the place that it governs motivation, it governs willpower, things like that, but it also governs kind of any, any of the material desires, so things like money, fame, influence, power, things like that, and the the thing with the heart center, so only about roughly 30% or less of the population has their heart center defined. So it's relatively rare for people to have their heart center defined. I actually have mine defined. And what I kind of, in very, very basic boiled down terms, what I say is if you have your heart center defined, you are kind of more made to be actually motivated by making money. Whereas people without the heart center defined, you can still want to make money, but you aren't necessarily fully motivated by it. So the way I kind of explained it is if I need to kick my butt and get out of my comfort zone and do something new in my business or in my life, what's going to motivate me the most is probably going, Ooh, if I do this, I could actually quite make quite a bit of money. I still want to help people. I still want to impact people. I still want to leave people better than when I found them. That is still a huge motivator for me, but that's not enough to get me out of my comfort zone. But what'll get me out of my comfort zone is thinking, Oh my God, I can make 20 K from this, right? Like that's what'll be like, okay, you better just kick your butt and do it or else you're not going to hit your money goal. Right? Like that for me. And I, I know that and I use it and I leverage it as a motivator for me is setting these kind of big money goals and going after them. Whereas my clients who have the undefined heart center, usually when they're kind of being like, Oh my God, I'm scared to get out of my comfort zone or I'm scared to put this offer out or to raise my rates. I go, okay, how is it going to be for the highest good for you to do this? How is it actually going to be of service to other people for you to do this thing and pursue this thing? And not so much looking at the money. Of course, that's important and we need money to survive in our society. But for them, that's not going to be a proper energetic motivator for them. It's not going to be the thing that gets them out of bed or gets them to like kick their own butts and actually show up and do the work, right? So it's kind of, that, that's just one aspect of it. But that's, I think, kind of the, the coolest aspect to play out. And you can look at your chart and see the um, heart center or ego center is, if you're looking at the charts on the right of the chart and it's like the little small triangle mm. center and if it's defined it's usually colored in red if it's white it's undefined mm. um and so you can look at that and see what you have and just know that you can use that to kind of start to motivate yourself but also if you have a defined heart center don't feel bad about being motivated by money because i know for me for a long time i had this idea that oh i'm motivated by money therefore i'm greedy because that's the conditioning because most of the world has an undefined heart center. So they go, why would you be, why would that be your number one motivator? <laughs> it's like, don't feel guilty. You're just designed to want to go out and get the things and go out and make those things happen. Whereas other people want more of the impact and both, both those undefined and defined heart centers, you want both things, right? Like I want, I care deeply about my clients. I want them to have success and I wouldn't sell something I don't actually believe is going to help people. But that's not what's going to motivate me to really get uncomfortable to really put myself out there, right? For me, it's going to be more of like, but you know what sounds really exciting is making the money or hitting my income goal, right? Mm -hmm. And that's what's going to push me to like show up when I'm like scared to show up, right? And so it's just kind of knowing that and being, so neither way says like, oh, if you have an undefined heart center, you're never going to make the money you want. That's not what human design is saying. It's more being like, you need to learn how you actually are designed to relate to money in order to then get it. Because there's so many people with undefined heart centers who make a lot of money. And it's more that they're not focusing 100% on the money. They're focusing maybe like 80% on the impact they're going to make and 20% on the money, right? And you just kind of flip that if you have a defined heart center. So Yeah. yeah. That's so cool. I've never heard like that perspective before. And I, I just mm -hmm. looked at my chart. I was pretty sure I had a defined heart center, but I was just yeah. double checking. 
thing. And yeah, like I relate to that so much that like money goals, like it is really exciting and really motivating. And like, I do also want to make an impact. And there was some of that like deconditioning that mm-hmm. I, like I can focus on making more money and becoming more wealthy and also helping people and, and making a big impact along the way. So, yeah. yeah. Thank exactly. you so much for sharing that. Um, yeah. So is there anything else that you would really love to touch on? Oh, there's always so much. What I would say is for the big thing overall with human design is again, starting to get to know your particular type, your energy type and looking at, especially in terms of money, this isn't something we got into here and it's something, you know, I go into another programs and on my private readings with people, but really looking at, and you can look this stuff up online, right? For each energy type, you can look up and when you pull up your chart, it'll tell you what your not self theme is, which is like this, the sign that you're not in you're not living your design properly. You're kind of energetically off track and the universe is giving you some sort of emotion for like generators. It's from frustration from projectors. It's bitterness. And you can see what yours is for your energy type. But when you feel that emotion, it's really just the universe being like, Hey, you've gotten off track. We're trying to like nudge you back to like go focus on the things that actually do feel good. And so what I always recommend for people with money, if you're feeling blocked around money and you realize you're feeling, I'm a generator, I'm feeling frustrated around money or I'm feeling so like stuck around it, which is frustration, right? It's just like, okay, then take a deep breath and instead focus on your signature theme. And again, your signature theme is sometimes listed on, sometimes listed on those charts. If it's not just type in like human design generator signature theme and it'll tell you what it is. But for again, generators are like satisfaction, for example. So when you're living your design properly, you're going to feel your signature theme and you're going to feel satisfied, which means that feeling of like a day's work well done. And just like, I spent my energy doing things I loved, right? So for each energy type, there's a different signature theme and knowing yours and instead focusing on all the ways around money that you actually are satisfied or that you actually feel very free or that, you know, whatever it is for your type and focusing, putting your focus, making even lists of like journaling on the how, you know, what about money makes me feel free or makes me feel satisfied or makes me feel successful. Right. And it's just like looking at that, whatever your type is, your, your signature theme is and journaling on that and putting more of your focus there instead of putting your focus on what about money frustrates you. Right. So that's just kind of a quick tip, but that for me is like, was a game changer when I started shifting my focus of being bitter as a projector, which is my not self theme of going, oh my God, people aren't purchasing. Why aren't they buying my programs? Or why don't I have, why aren't I making the amount of money I want, blah, blah, blah. And then instead going to what are all the ways I've already been successful around money and really journaling on that and giving myself credit and being like, oh, I paid down all this debt, even when I had this really low paying job. And then I like doubled my income overnight and then I 10 times did overnight and like, oh, okay, here's who's, you know, it's like the more that you find that evidence the more you switch your focus to that the more your energy is going to flow properly with money so that would be my my last tip for you amazing and that's an amazing like call to action for something everyone can practically go and do to start Mm -hmm. shifting that money mindset and the energy around money as well Mm -hmm. yeah amazing well thank you so much for this conversation taylor i really enjoyed it um, do you want to just let everyone know where they can find you online, how they can connect with you, get to know more about you and what you yeah. are? Yeah. Well, thanks so much for having me. This was so much fun. Um, you can find me at taylereatoncoaching.com. Um, there's all the different ways to work with me and connect with me there. You can also find me on Instagram at instagram.com slash taylereatoncoaching. Um, and also I hang out mostly in my free Facebook group, which is called the wealth by design Facebook group. Um, but you can find it with facebook.com slash groups slash Taylor in coaching. So Amazing. you can find me in all those places. Have all those links in the show notes as well. Perfect. So easily yeah. click on them. 
Um, thank you again so much, Taylor, for being here. Yes, thank you so much. This was so much fun. I love talking about this stuff, so anytime. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. If you have loved this episode, I would love for you to take a screenshot and tag me in your Instagram story at by Rachel White. Reach out to me anytime with your insights and questions. Have a beautiful day.